Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is a show that I believe will change your thinking and change the way that maybe you look at leadership forever. Think about this. You know, we have an old style of leadership that's out there, according to my guest, who I'm going to introduce in just a second. It's uh, a leadership based on command and control. Telling people what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it, and using force if necessary to get them to do it. This has been going on for decades in our corporations. And quite frankly, especially with the ones coming up in the world, this does not work anymore. So what do we need? We need to trust and we need to be inspired. How do you develop trust in a leadership position? And how do you inspire individuals rather than motivate individuals? That's what we're talking about today. And if that's important to you, then what I encourage you to do is is just pause this for a second if you can and go get two or three of your colleagues because my guest today is best-selling author Stephen M.R. Covey. And he's got a new book out that's going to, I believe, change the world of leadership for the better in the future. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this uh, commercial break. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams 
dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. And Stephen, welcome to the show. Hi. So great to see you again, Ken. It's great to to be here. Yeah, it's it's fun. We haven't done this for a while, so it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the new book. I'm really uh, excited for you. This is a book, like I just mentioned, I believe will change the leadership model uh, in the in the world. At least it'll move it forward that we know that in uh, in great ways. So congratulations on it. Well, thank Um, you. I appreciate that. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited too. So for, let me introduce you properly. Uh, yeah. For those of you that don't know Stephen M. R. Covey, he's a New York Times uh, number one bestseller. He's a Wall Street Journal number one bestseller uh, with his book, The Speed of Trust, which has been translated into 22 languages and uh, you know sold a couple million uh, copies worldwide. Not bad, Stephen. <laughs> um, he's also the author of the new book, Trust and Inspire. How Truly Great Leaders Unleash Greatness in Others, which was released on April 5th, brand new in the marketplace. Um, And Stephen's a whole bunch more than that. This is just a little piece of him. So um, I'm so happy to be doing this interview with you, Stephen. Thank you. And and I am with you. I'm I'm also the author of the foreword for your book, The Courage to Change Everything. So, you know, let's let's mention that again. You are the author of the forward. I forgot about that. So, so yeah, you asked asked me to write the forward for your book, and I was honored to do so because I so admire you and your message and the courage to change everything. So that's another thing that I'm proud of, too. Well, thank you so much. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll just uh, for those of you that haven't seen the book, I'll stick it up there real quick. There it is. Courage to change everything. And you can get that at CourageToChange.us. Thank you for that plug, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Let's talk uh, a little bit about, uh, you, you know, you've done a lot in your life. I mean, you're the co-founder of Covey Link and Franklin Covey Global Trust Practice. You know, you're a sought-after speaker worldwide. You've got this new book. What You're so successful in your own right. Um, what inspired you to write the new book? Just seeing how everything in our world has changed so dramatically and yet the way that we lead hasn't kept pace with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the world has changed. Our style leadership has not, we're still operating out of kind of the old model, just a more sophisticated, more advanced uh, version of it. I call it enlightened, enlightened command and control. So it's not the authoritarian command and control of the industrial age. It's a more enlightened version of it, but still, the, the paradigm, the mindset of how we see people, how we see leadership is still too limited. It's not seeing the, the greatness, the potential that's inside of people. And too often, we're still trying to contain and control people as opposed to unleashing their capabilities, their potential, their talent. And then also just seeing the, the, the gap between what people are giving in their organizations, on their teams, in their communities compared to what they're capable of doing. The gap is so great. And so we're not unleashing that kind of potential and talent. And we've got to have a better way to unleash it. That's leadership's job. So we need to lead in a better way. And I'm calling it trust and inspire as opposed to command and control. 
and it's, and it's, well, it's well, that stuff. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, okay? So, because um, this is a this is a paradigm shift, is what we're talking about. It's absolutely. You know, I, I'm kind of weird. I mean, I, I look around and I, you know, I look at people and I look at the divinity that's within them, and I, you know, I'm looking at that. I'm, I, I've well past that stage of judging and criticizing and looking for what's wrong with people. But a lot of people, you know, they're they're in a work environment. They're like, hey, you didn't perform at this level. You're you're not doing your job. You're. you're how do we overcome that mindset? Yeah. Well, we overcome it by a couple of things. The first is that we still recognize that we do need to deliver. We need to perform. And so we're not downgrading the importance of achieving results. That remains preeminent. It's vital. But how we go about doing it matters as well. And so what we're trying to do is, is also upgrade the importance of growing the people in the process so we can achieve more results in the future. So Trust and Inspire is all about getting results in a way that grows people. That way, our ability to get results in the future has just gone up and there's more capacity and we're seeing the greatness and we're closing those gaps. And whereas a command and control mindset is kind of just I'm just driving results. And I use people, people are just a means to an end to get the results. I got to do it through people. And I, and I, and I push on that and I try to leverage it, utilize it, use it. And, and ultimately I start to treat people like things as, as a means to an end. So with trust and inspire, I still have the end in front of there. We got to get results. But if we do it in a way that sees the potential of the greatness inside of people tries to develop it, tries to unleash it. We, we create an agreement around with expectations and accountability. And then we empower people. We trust them. Then you'll be amazed at what they do, how they respond to the trust being given. They're inspired by it. They rise to the occasion. They perform better. So they get the result, but we do it in a way that also grows the person. Such a better well, you way know, to I, 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 I... What what comes to mind is a uh, almost a new level of of responsibility, and it's it, and also a paradigm shift of again from object to we're connected. You know, we're all connected. How I perform is going to impact you. How you perform impacts me. There's a there's a level of responsibility that you're suggesting that we step into. Is what I'm hearing. It's it's beautiful. It becomes a with that we're doing this with each other. You know, because the authoritarian command and control is kind of what I can do to you. The enlightened command and control, and we, we mostly have moved from that. There's still some that are in it, some industries and some leaders that are still into authoritarian command and control. But most have moved to enlightened command and control. And that's more what I can do for you. And so that's a little bit of fairness, transactional exchange. Again, not a bad thing, but not inspiring. And trust and inspire is what I can do with you. Yeah. It's working hand in hand. It's exactly what you just said that we're, we're in this together and we are, we want to achieve results and we want to do it in great, in a way that grows the people. And it also builds trust. And, and so that you build a culture and, 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 and that is more sustainable in this new world of work. That's how we're going to win the war for talent to attract and retain and engage and inspire the best people and to bring out the best in people is through a high trust culture that inspires and command and control will never get you there. You can't command and control your way 
to a high trust culture. You can't command and control your way to inspiration. You can't command and control your way to collaboration or innovation, but you can trust and inspire your way to those approaches. That is what people respond to. We all, we like being trusted. You know, people don't want to be managed. People want to be led. They want to be trusted. They want to be inspired. So this is kind of a better way to lead in a new world of work. It's what people are wanting today and needing. And, and needing. Yeah. And, um, Listen, I got to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I'd like to know how we get from point A to point B. How do we get from command and control to trust and inspire? We'll be right back. an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Diabetics understand all too well the pain of pricking your fingers. But now, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can immediately reduce your pain. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar four or more times daily, injecting insulin three or more times daily, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. CBD, you've heard about it. It's helping people relieve chronic pain, improve sleep, and reduce stress. But how do you find science-based products that feel right for you? Feel Good Hemp was started after the founders used CBD oil to help their dad heal from a three-month-to-live diagnosis. They deliver all-natural, lab-tested, high-quality products at affordable prices. So visit feelgoodhemp.org forward slash courage and be sure to use coupon code courage25 to get 25% off your first order. Do you listen to the TV on high volume or have trouble hearing conversations? Then you would benefit from hearing aids. Don't waste thousands on expensive hearing aids when you can get Nano's revolutionary technology for just $397. Don't be fooled by higher-priced hearing aids. The CIC Recharge is a true hearing aid, not an amplifier. With rechargeable technology many customers say is superior to more expensive models. Call now and get not one but two Nano hearing aids for just $397. 
Plus, we'll add a portable charging dock and ship your order absolutely free. The CIC Recharge has a tiny in-the-ear canal design that is nearly invisible. Why keep missing out on important conversations or waste thousands of dollars? Call and get two CIC Recharge hearing aids for only $397 and free shipping. 800-817-7419. Again, 800-817-7419. Well, if you just joined us, I'm talking with best-selling author Stephen M. R. Covey and my friend, um, who's got a new book out there, and Trust and Inspire. We're talking a little bit about uh, how to get there. How do we get from command and control to trust and inspire? You know, what? Like, what's the first step? What is that? First step starts with our paradigm, our mindset, how we see people, how we see leadership. Um, you know, the idea of a paradigm, right, is that it's a mental map of the territory, but the map is not the territory. You could have a, an inaccurate or an incomplete paradigm of people and of leadership. So you got to focus there first. And so there's some fundamental beliefs that a trust and inspire leader starts with. I'll just name a few of these. The idea, as we talked about at the outset, Ken, that I believe that people have greatness inside of them. So I see the greatness, the potential. So if I buy that, then my job as a leader is to unleash their potential, not to try to contain or control them. Another belief, I believe that people are whole people, body, heart, mind, spirit, not just economic beings, but a whole person. They bring their whole selves to work. So if I buy that, then my job as a leader is to inspire, not merely motivate. If they're just economic, motivation's enough, but people are whole people, so they want to be inspired. So that's how we view people, but it's also how we view leadership. So a fundamental belief is that there is enough for everyone, an abundance mentality. So if I buy that, then my job as a leader is to elevate caring above competing. Yes, let's compete in the marketplace, but let's care in the workplace. Another belief, I believe that leadership is stewardship. It's it's responsibility, not position. It's, It's what we can do. It's the responsibilities that come with being a leader. If I buy that, then my job as a leader is to put service above self-interest. And then finally, one last one I'll just mention. I believe that enduring influence is created from the inside out. Mm. So if I buy that belief, then my job as a leader is to go first. Someone needs to go first. Leaders go first. If you take these kind of beliefs, these fundamental beliefs, and put them together, they comprise a paradigm, a mental map of it's more accurate of how to see people in leadership. And from that, if you, if you start with your paradigm, your behavior will flow. But it's hard to ask, to ask people to behave outside of their paradigm, outside of their beliefs. That's why I think you got to start with the paradigm, how you view people, how you view leadership. And the, these beliefs are a more complete, more accurate um, map of people and of leadership that will help us become Trust inspire leaders, but it, it's got to start with the paradigm. That's the first step. Well, yeah, it, that makes a lot of sense. In fact, I uh, say yeah, if you've watched the show for any length of time, uh, you know that I'll tell people time and time again, there's a there's a uh, identity crisis in this world. Well, the identity crisis is because we are we're not in tune with who we really are. And you're talking about that in the workplace and the way that you do it. And once we start to tune into the brilliance that we're all born with, we all, I, my 
opinion, we're all born in a genius mindset. We have the ability to tap into that uh, consistently. But when we're told what to do and how to do it, when to do it all the time, you lose that, that, uh, that genius that's in it, as opposed to what you're talking about, giving responsibility. See, I believe wealth is a path to simplicity. And in your book, you talk about uh, clean and green. I wonder if you could just give me that story real quick. And yeah. I'm going to put your book up on the screen right now so we have it. But let's let's talk about that because simplicity is, is part of this, right? It's absolutely part of this. And uh, the, the green and clean story is a wonderful illustration of Trust and Inspire, of this very book. And it happened to me when I was seven years old. So just, you know, and you got to be simple with a seven-year-old, right? Seven-year-old, my father was trying to teach me how to, you know, become responsible. And he gave me a job, gave me a responsibility. Will you take care of the lawn, our yard? We had a big yard. And this is in the days before automatic sprinklers. So he said, look, I want the yard to be two things. I want it to be green. I want it to be clean. Those are results words. Now, how you do it is up to you. Um, you know, but let me show you how I'd do it. If I were you, I turn on the sprinklers <laughs> and he taught me how to do that. And, and, you know, he goes, but you don't have to turn on the sprinklers. If you want, you could use a hose or you could use buckets or you could spit all day long, as long as the lawn is green and clean. So he trained me over a two week period of time. Again, I'm seven. So, you know, I had to kind of learn how to do this. And then he taught me what green and clean looked like the result. But then we created a, a as part of the agreement, a process for accountability where I would judge myself against the standard of green and clean. And I'd report back on it once a week when we would walk the yard, we'd walk the yard together. And I would tell my dad how we're doing against green and clean, judge myself. So after two weeks of training, he turns it over to me and it was on a Saturday. Well, in the middle of the summer, well, I did nothing <laughs> nothing for like five days in a row. And, you know, I was just a kid. I was out playing ball with my friends. Nothing on Saturday, nothing Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's the middle of the summer. It's scorching hot. The lawn is burning up. It's just turning yellow by the day. There was garbage strewn all throughout the lawn because we had a neighborhood barbecue over the weekend and garbage stacks leaked out, you know, and it's anything but green and clean. It's yellow and messy. And my dad said that he felt, you know, after five days of kind of just watching this and me doing nothing, he, he, he kind of felt like I just maybe I need to take back the job. He's just too young. He can't handle it yet. He wanted to go command and control, <laughs> just kind of take it over, either direct me, instruct me exactly what to do, or just to give up and say, he's just too young. I'll try later. But instead, he went back to the agreement. Instead, he went back to the agreement, which was once a week, we'd walk around We'd walk the yard and I'd tell him how we're doing. So we started to do that together. He said, Let, let's see how you're doing. You tell me. We started to walk around and I realized the lawn is not green and it's not clean. In fact, it's yellow and messy. And I kind of broke down and cried. And I said, dad, this is just so hard. And he said, well, what's hard? You haven't done anything yet. <laughs> but Ken, what was hard was me to learn to take this responsibility on, to own this. And and, and he, but my dad said, remember what our agreement was, that I would be a helper if you wanted me to be. Yeah. Yeah. I said, would you help me? He goes, I've got time. I told you I'd help if I got time. So I ran into the, the house. I came out with two garbage sacks. I took one and I gave my dad one. And then I started to direct and instruct my dad. I said, dad, 
would you go over and pick up that garbage over there? Because it makes me want to vomit. So would you pick it up for me? He goes, I'm your helper. I'll do whatever you want. It was at that moment I realized, look, this is my job. I'm asking my dad to do this. I'm directing him and he's doing it. I realized I own this. I took responsibility for it. From that moment, I took care of that yard and it was green. It was clean. It was a big yard as a seven-year-old. Now, my father would use it to teach in the seven habits. He'd teach the idea of a win-win performance agreement. But I was seven years old. I didn't know what those terms meant. But Ken, here's what I knew as a seven-year-old. I felt trusted. I felt my father trusted me and didn't want to let him down. And the great thing is because he not only trusted me, he did it with an agreement. He got the result, which was a green and clean yard, but he also grew the child. He grew the person. And I became more responsible. And it's a great little simple outcome that if, it, this, if this could work with a seven-year-old, I'll bet it could work with a 27-year-old or a 47-year-old or a 67-year-old. This simple approach to leadership, trusting, inspiring, works, and it can get outcomes, great outcomes. Well, that, that story touched me in, in, in many ways. And as you're telling it, um, you know, I can hear my audience, their mind is thinking, oh, yeah, what if I could simplify my goal? What if I could uh, empower others by just being their coach when they need me? What if I get, you know, have them buy into the task and be excited for the task and help them when they grow, when they when they fail? We all fail at sometimes at right. some things. Why not just be there, right? I mean, it's such a beautiful uh, metaphor for exactly what we need to do in leadership in uh, in the country today. It is. It's beautiful. It's simple. It's straightforward. And I'll bet, in fact, let me ask our listeners this and our viewers. I'll, I'll bet that for most of us, if not all, there's probably a person in your life, or maybe more than one, who you would say was a trust and inspire person for you, to you, who, a person who believed in you, a person who had confidence in you, a person who gave you a chance, a person who maybe believed in you more than you believed in yourself. Maybe it's a parent or like for me, or maybe it's a family member or a friend or a coach or someone at work, but someone who believed in you, had confidence in you, who in effect trusted and inspired you. So I ask our listeners and viewers, to reflect upon such a person in your life, like my father was for me. Now, when you had such a person that believed in you, that trusted and inspired you, what did that do to you? How did you respond to it? I guess is you were inspired by it. You rose to the occasion. You performed better. I'll bet you didn't need to be managed. <laughs> that it was just in you, that you just rose up and responded to the trust being given, wanted to prove it justified, wanted to give it back, wanted to pay it forward, brought out the very best in you. See, this is what, isn't this what we all want? People to, that are trusting and inspire for us. I bet we've all had that. What if we could become this kind of person, this kind of a leader for others? Just like someone was for each of us. What if we could be that for somebody else? Wait, listen, I got to take a break, but I'll, I'll mention this um, before we go to break. Uh, we were having, uh, or Judy was having behavioral problems for with her daughter when she was younger. And she thought about it, prayed about it, meditated on it. And she realized that she was in the critical mode of telling her what to do, when to do, how to do it, and criticizing her. Mm -hmm. And so she made a pact to just find what was right 
for the child, what she's doing right on a consistent basis. That's all she was going to do. She said within a week, the child completely changed. Wow. And we can do this in the corporate world all day long. Absolutely. Instead of looking for what's wrong, look for what's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Treat people according to their potential, not just mm. their behavior. Mm. Wow. Beautiful. I love that. All right, listen, I'm going to take a break. Um, when we come back, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the future of leadership in your point of view and uh, where it's going, how it's going to impact us and uh, what we can do to participate right now. We'll be right back. For all of you that are listening to this, I hope you'll uh, get this out to your family and friends. This is an important message today. I think you'll agree. So, you know, find one person, just one person and go have them listen to this amazing broadcast. I think you'll be uh, glad you did, and I hope you will. Till next time. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is a show that I believe will change your thinking and change the way that maybe you look at leadership forever. Think about this. You know, we have an old style of leadership that's out there, according to my guest, who I'm going to introduce in just a second. It's a leadership based on command and control. Telling people what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it and using force if necessary to get them to do it. This has been going on for decades in our corporations. And quite frankly, especially with the ones coming up in the world, this does not work anymore. So what do we need? We need to trust and we need to be inspired. How do you develop trust in a leadership position? And how do you inspire individuals rather than motivate individuals? That's what we're talking about today. And if that's important to you, then what I encourage you to do is is just pause this for a second if you can and go get two or three of your colleagues because my guest today is best-selling author Stephen M.R. Covey, and he's got a new book out that's going to, I believe, change the world of leadership for the better in the future. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this uh, commercial break.
If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to Gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with Gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380. Hi, folks. Medicare Part C plans with extra benefits like getting money added back to your Social Security check may now be available to you in your zip code. Make sure you're not missing out. It's simple. One, call the number on your screen. Two, they'll look up your zip code and see if you're eligible. Three, they'll check for plans with extra benefits like prescriptions, dental coverage, and the benefit that adds money back to your Social Security check every single month. Call now. I called to get everything I deserve. I called to check my zip code for a plan with a benefit that adds money back to my Social Security check. I called to check my zip code. Millions of people have called the Medicare Coverage Helpline. Call, check your zip code, see if you're eligible, and get what you deserve. Call now. Call 1-800-374-2308. That's 1-800-374-2308 now. See the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. We're talking about that today with best-selling author Stephen M. R. Covey. Future of leadership. Where's it going, Stephen? Where are we going with this? It is going from command and control to trust and inspire. Command and control is not going to work in our new world. It's not going to work, as you mentioned, with the younger generations. I'm going to say even with the older generations in this new world of work, it's not going to work to build a high trust culture that will help you bring in the best people and keep the best people and unleash their potential. It's not going to work in the ability to collaborate and to innovate. And if we don't collaborate and innovate, we won't be relevant in this new world of change and disruption. So command and control is increasingly irrelevant by the day and it's dying. Trust and inspire is the new way to lead. And and it starts with the paradigm, as I mentioned, those fundamental beliefs of how you see people and how you view leadership. But then it moves into the stewardships of, of you know your responsibilities, of what you do. And there's three key stewardships. This is where it's going. You model you trust and you inspire. See, modeling is who we are. Trusting is how we lead. Inspiring is connecting to why, to why it matters. And so as a leader, it always starts out with our modeling. We go first and, and, um, and we model the behavior that we wanna see. We model the values that we wanna live. Um, leaders go first and it's, it's the modeling but it's not enough just to model. It's necessary, but insufficient. We also got to be trusting because you could have two trustworthy people working together, both trustworthy, and yet no trust between them, even though they're both trustworthy, if neither person is willing to extend trust to the other. Mm. So if we want to have trust and be trusted, yes, we got to be trustworthy. We also have to be trusting. That is the big opportunity for us as leaders. Become more trusting 
of people of each other to unleash, ignite their potential, their talent, but it also generates the reciprocity of trust that comes back to you. And then finally, we have to move towards inspiration to become inspiring. And the whole idea is that I want to separate charisma from inspiration, that you don't have to be charismatic to inspire. Everyone can inspire. Inspiring others is a learnable skill. And it's a stewardship we have as leaders. And how do you inspire? You ins- well, first you inspire when you model. When people see a model, they, that inspires them. You also inspire when you trust people. To be trusted is, is the most inspiring form of human motivation. But then we also inspire when we connect with people through caring and through belonging and then connect people to purpose, to meaning, to contribution. That inspires. We can learn to do this, to to generate this kind of connection, connect with people, connect to purpose. That will inspire. The point is everyone can inspire. That's where leadership is going, towards inspiration. And it's like the Wayne Gretzky metaphor. He Uh said, what makes you so good at hockey? He said, I skate to where the puck is going to be, not to where it's been. And where the puck is going in leadership is towards inspiration. Mm. And that's what we've got to get good at. That's what people are longing for, to be Mm. trusted, to be inspired. Mm. Well, you know, in in the old model, um, everybody was, uh, you know, you kind of pigeonhole people in certain uh, areas, ways of thinking. Uh, Your your life is compartmentalized. And, um, you know, and that's, you know, nobody knows what anybody else is doing. Everybody's separate. Um, and you know, I found myself in the corporate world, even doing that in my family life, you know, my company's this way, I have values over here in the corporation, but over here at the home life, it changes and all of that's gone away, isn't it? We kind of pretty much have to live these values on a consistent basis in all areas of my life. Is that, is that what I'm hearing here? Absolutely. That's, that's real authenticity mm-hmm. versus compartmentalization. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that you compartmentalize, well, I'm one person at work another Mm -hmm. person at home and, you Mm -hmm. know, and have different compartments. Mm -hmm. That's not holistic and that's not true authenticity. You know, Mm -hmm. being real is, you know, we have a, we have a public life. We have a private life. We have an inner life and authenticity is aligning them. Mm -hmm. And so that they're, they're, they're aligned and, and we are who we say that we are, you know, we're real and we're even vulnerable about it. That takes courage, right? A big, this is voices of courage. It takes courage to be vulnerable. And rather than vulnerability being seen as weak or soft, it's actually, as Brene Brown says, it's our greatest measure of strength and of courage is to let, you know, so if if authenticity is that I'm real, vulnerability is letting people see that I'm real, see into me. So I love the word intimacy, but let's spell it into me. See, and you know, when I'm vulnerable and let people see into me, it actually builds trust with that person and it models the behavior, enables them to do the same. It's a demonstration of strength and of courage. And I'm, and, and it's also the kind of leadership that people want to follow people that are authentic and real. And this is kind of new in our world today. It's we don't have to put on a front, put on airs. We are, you know, we're a whole person. And we bring our whole selves to work, not these compartmentalized, fragmented pieces to work. And people are inspired by that. That's why inspiration is a higher standard than the motivation alone. 
You know, I love it, Stephen. And and um, I'm going to give you a, uh, a challenge here. Okay. Because I know that, uh, you know, some of my audience is thinking, you know, these are, these are powerful words and I want to shift into them, but you know, I've got this coworker at work and I just can't stand them. I have this boss that just rubs me the wrong way. Um, you know, I go home at, at, in, in my wife's, you know, doing some, how do we apply these principles in a practical way in the work environment and maybe even our family environment? I'll be right back and we'll find yeah. out what Steven has to say. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers. This free book reveals little-known secrets about annuity strategies that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. Call right now for your free book. And as a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, both absolutely free, for calling Annuity General today. Call 800-510-0470. Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Are you being audited? And do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Is the IRS threatening to take more of your money? Don't fight the IRS alone. The Tax Doctor is here to help you negotiate your tax bill and reduce your stress. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, do not call the IRS alone. Call a tax doctor now for a tax emergency analysis. If you or someone you love has developed Parkinson's disease after being exposed to gramoxone or any herbicide containing the deadly chemical Paraquat, you may be entitled to financial compensation. If you developed Parkinson's and worked or lived on a farm that used Paraquat herbicide treatments with gramoxone, Firestorm, or any listed brand, call now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. There are time deadlines, so don't delay. If you don't win, you pay nothing. 800-771-3380 Do you listen to the TV on high volume or have trouble hearing conversations? Then you would benefit from hearing aids. Don't waste thousands on expensive hearing aids when you can get Nano's revolutionary technology for just $397. Don't be fooled by higher-priced hearing aids. The CIC Recharge is a true hearing aid, not an amplifier. With rechargeable technology many customers say is superior to more expensive models. Call now and get not one but two Nano hearing aids for just $397. 
Plus, we'll add a portable charging dock and ship your order absolutely free. The CIC Recharge has a tiny in-the-ear canal design that is nearly invisible. Why keep missing out on important conversations or waste thousands of dollars? Call and get two CIC Recharge hearing aids for only $397 and free shipping. 800-817-7419. Again, 800-817-7419. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today, uh, the show is uh, being called The uh, Courage to Trust and Inspire as a result of a new book that's out with my guest here, Stephen M. R. Covey, in, with the same name, Trust and Inspire. So I'm hoping we're inspiring you right now to make some shifts that you, you will be permanent and lasting. And, you know, what I find with myself, and I think a lot of my audience does too, is that we always want to reinforce what the commitment is that we make. And there's no better way that I know of reinforcing what we're talking about here today to going and finding the book Trust in uh, Inspire. And you can get it over there on Amazon. You can get it on uh, Barnes & Noble. You can get it on just it, about anywhere that books are sold. Is that accurate, Stephen? Yes, it's everywhere. Um, and and uh, barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com, bookstores, airports it's all all throughout and and uh um i think that you'll find this uh relevant timely for our, our world and and you'll find it also it's not just for leadership roles i take the whole approach that everyone is a leader that leadership is a choice not a position so as a parent you're a leader you gave the example of, of a leadership choice at home as a parent um um and and uh, you're a leader in your community. You're a leader in any walk of life. Yeah. And so the key to becoming a trust-inspired leader is to become a trust-inspired person mm-hmm. at any level, at any any role, any responsibility. That's the idea. That's, you know, that's, and that's, that's deep work. I mean, when we start to trust deep ourselves work. intimately, deeply, um, you know, that it, it, it changes everything, but it's, it is deep work. So, let me ask you that question. Okay, so, you know, I really want to trust this person at work. But every time I speak to them, you know, they got something sideways they're saying to me or they're, you know, they're talking about me or they're doing something that, you know, just doesn't feel right. And I just don't care for that person. How do we, as a taking responsibility for all we have a part in this, how do we change that, Stephen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we work within our circle of influence, of what we can influence or change or control. And what we can is ourselves. And what we can is our methods of influence. And you know, but we can't control another person. And in fact, Trust Inspire is all about not trying to control, but, but we can influence it. So I would say this, here's just, here's two thoughts, ideas of things you can try, you can test. The first is this, is, is always, even if, if, if you think the problem is out there, is everybody else, that person, that, that, that boss, that leader, that very thinking could become the problem because it could become disempowering where kind of like this boss, until this boss changes, I can't get anything done. If instead you say, I'm going to work on this from the inside out, I'm going to look in the mirror, not out the window and point the finger at everybody else, but look in the mirror. And I'm going to say, I'm going to work on me. I'm going to build my own credibility my own self-trust and become an even stronger, more powerful voice of 
courage, of character, of competence. So I have more credibility. That gives me clout and more influence. I'll start there. And then I'll also work on then on, on behavior with another person and maybe say something like, um, rather than attacking the person and saying, you know what, I don't like you and I don't trust you. Instead, I might focus on separating the person from their behavior. I don't attack people. Instead, I address behavior. I might say like something like, you know what, when, 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 um, when you say this, when you make this commitment and then don't do it, mm-hmm. it causes me and others to lose trust. So here's what I'd ask of you. You know, don't make a commitment unless you're going to keep it. Mm. I'm not attacking the person saying, you're a bad person, I don't trust you. Instead of saying, this kind of behavior, making and breaking commitments, causes me and others to lose trust. So instead, only make a commitment you're going to keep. And that will help me build trust. And then you always reciprocate. And are there things I can do on my end to build more trust with you? So you always make it about, you always take an inside out approach, not you're the problem change, but I start with myself. I look in the mirror. How can I do more of this? I separate people from behavior. I don't attack people. Instead, I address behavior and then I reciprocate. And what can I do to build more trust with you? You'll, you won't succeed with everyone. Let's just acknowledge that. Yeah. But with many, with some that are open, that you might begin to start because they don't, they don't feel attacked. Instead, they feel like you are modeling this. You're leading out with it and, and you're not attacking them, the person. You're just focusing on behavior and we can all choose to behave differently. And you're saying, and what can I do yeah. to behave my way into greater trust? That's the first thing I would say that we can all start yeah. with. Look in the mirror, ripple out, good. work in your circle of influence. I'll give you one last second one, a real quick one. Go ahead. So maybe don't overwhelm yourself Overwhelm yourself with saying, I got to become a trust-inspired leader for all of life. That, that might feel like maybe a, a, too big of a leap. What if you were to identify just one relationship? Like the example you gave of, of, of Judy, right? Of, you know, focusing on with the child. I'm just going to see the good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to see the good. One relationship. What if you, what if each of our viewers and listeners were to focus just on one relationship where you want to become more of a trust and inspire person or leader in that relationship? So it may not, it might not be the boss that bugs you. Try it with somebody else where you have influence, where if you were a trust and inspire person in that individual's life that could change their world just like judy did with the child and like someone else might you know someone maybe has done with you what if you became that for another person and the whole the reason i have you to think about this is because if you can do it with one you'll recognize that i can do it with another and with another and with another and so i'm just going to start with with someone with whom i could have a significant impact and see the impact of becoming trust and inspire with that person and letting that experience inspire me to say, is this worth it? Could I do this with others? And, and if you could do it with one, you can do it with another. So pick a relationship with whom with, with someone with whom you would like to become a trust and inspire person. If you did, that would have a profound impact on that person and try this, test this. Yeah. 
I love that, Stephen. And, you know, it does take courage to do these things. Uh, you know, uh, I believe that, you know, uh, questions and courage go hand in hand. And I think uh, just to plus what you said, I would be saying, you know, if I were courageous, what are three steps that I could take today to maybe change the situation around or change myself or change my attitude uh, so that I can see things in a different light? Got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, though, uh, we're going to have some final thoughts on Trust and Inspire by Stephen M.R. Covey. So stay tuned. Um, you're going you're gonna to want to finish up. We finish strong on this show. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Attention Zantac users. The FDA requested manufacturers to pull Zantac off the market, noting exposure to unacceptable levels of a cancer-causing agent. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with cancer after regular use of Zantac, you might be entitled to financial compensation. If you have any of these cancers, time is critical. Call now for a free consultation. If you don't win, you pay nothing. Call 800-797-7641. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. Quite frankly, I have loved this interview with you today, Stephen. It, uh, it's inspired me. I, I feel like uh, I have more work to do, as we all seem to do, you know, to deepen those levels of trust and be able to inspire greatness in others in, in greater ways. So thank you for that. You, you um, are welcome. And in fact, I was inspired as, as I prepared for this. I saw that your personal mission, Ken, is about inspiring greatness. <laughs> In all those that you're working with and listening, and and that idea is so aligned with what this book is about, is unleashing that greatness and inspiring the people that we're around, trusting them. Well, my my mission is to help people to see uh, see the unseeable. Right, we're talking about shifting their paradigm, know the unknowable, start to realize you that you have brilliance inside of you you it's always there and then be able to do the impossible so i think our missions really align a lot um all right final thoughts um we got a you know about two minutes left yeah um you know the world is going through lots of stuff it's always going through lots of stuff we got more stuff now you know um but you got the microphone we're in 185 countries right now so what um, what's your message out there to uh, the world around leadership, around what we've been talking about today? My message is this, that people have so much more they can give, contribute. Um, they have so much potential and talent, like you're saying, Ken, the genius inside of them, the greatness. 
We need leadership that untaps that, that releases it, that unleashes it for the good of everybody, for the good of society. We can be that kind of leader. We need that kind of leader. We all do. And we need it from others, but others need it from us. We can go first and model it, trust and inspire. And we model, we trust, we inspire. I love the word for inspire. It comes from the Latin word inspirare, which means to breathe life into. So when we inspire others, we're breathing life into relationships, into teams, into cultures, whereas command and control tends to suck the life out of. Trust and inspire breathes life into. And that can move, that can burn for years. And, you know, whereas with command and control, you got to constantly motivate with more carrot, more sticks. Inspiration can burn on for years. People want to be inspired, not merely motivated. People want to be led, not managed. We can be that kind of leader. We can be trust and inspire leaders. We don't have to wait on anyone. We can start right in our own homes and in our neighborhoods, in our communities. And we can also bring it to work. Maybe we just start with our own team. We can become a trust and inspire leader there and let this ripple out. The ripple effect can be profound. So I just want to say to all of us that join me and you, Ken, and countless others to help bring about the renaissance of trust and inspiration that we need in our world today. And, and while it takes two or more people to have trust and inspiration, it only takes one to start. And each of us can be that one. I love that. I love that, Stephen. Thank you so much for being part of this show. And um, I also know, uh, just made a, a brief shout out, you're going to be speaking at a summit uh, this coming weekend for those that are uh, watching us here live today. Um, it's called We the People Summit.online. We the People Summit.online. I know Stephen will be speaking somewhere around 10 o'clock Pacific. So, you might want to check that out and register for that and get even more Stephen Covey and his wisdom. Stephen, again, thank you for being here. It's uh, it's always my pleasure. I hope you come back time and time again. Thank you, Ken. Sure admire you and grateful for the courage you're bringing to this discussion, the courage to trust and inspire. I love it. And I'm honored to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. For all of you that are listening to this, I hope you'll uh, get this out to your family and friends. This is an important message today. I think you'll agree. So, you know, find one person, just one person, and go have them listen to this amazing broadcast. I think you'll be uh, glad you did, and I hope you will. Till next time. 